0: In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Paint Ed with Torlando. In this episode, Torlando talks with Chris Moore from Elite Business Advisors about why so many contractors feel the cash crunch in their business and what to do about it. This episode is sponsored by Federated Insurance, 3M, and Conquer.
1: Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando, your host, back with you again. I'm um, so glad to, to be here today. Um, I got Chris Moore back on the show uh, with business, elite business advisors, uh, good friend of the show and fellow, uh, fellow PCA podcaster. Um, you might recognize his voice from, uh, from his show. And uh, he is going to be speaking at Expo this, uh, this coming March, um, the 2nd through the 4th. 2022 down in orlando florida um we're presenting a lot of we're having come a lot of the presenters come on the show just so that you can get a little taste of what you're going to get at expo and i'm telling you the stuff that they're sharing today is so good that it's like man what are they going to share at expo because this stuff is so freaking good um Couple announcements. Uh, of course, you know, come come see us down. Come see me in Florida, Torlando and Orlando. That's I was trying to make them name the the whole conference Orlando and Orlando. That that got shut down quick. Uh, but I uh, but it's called the professional mindset, and so we've got a lot of talks and conversations um, going on about how to increase the level of pro- professionalism. Have that mindset, it's going to be really, really awesome. Um, shows like this, the uh PCA or the uh the Paint Edge show, can be found on PCA Overdrive. This is an app that you download onto your phone, okay, or uh, you know, other spots, and it's it's kind of like Netflix but for paint, uh, business knowledge and, and all, all kinds of stuff. There's over 400 hours of video content there, it's five ninety nine dollars a month. Or if you sign up for membership with the PCA, it's free with membership. So go to PCAPaintEd.org to download um, the app or find it in the App Store. Of course, uh, become a member as well. Um, <clears throat> so here's the deal. Chris is uh, really, really smart about profitability and finances. These are some of the things that he you know, coaches clients on. He, he keeps it pretty simple. And simple is good, especially in a, in a painting company. Uh, because we have, a, I think we have a tendency to overcomplicate it. I think we have a tendency to, um, ignore you know, ignore some of the particulars and the nuances of it because of the seasonality of the business, the up and down. You got a lot of work, you make more money, you don't got a lot of work, you don't got a lot of money. And I, and in general, people. Maybe, maybe you're like this, you know, maybe you're not. Maybe you are. A lot of people are like this. When they make more money, they end up spending more money. Uh, It's true in business. It's true in personal finances. um, It's true of a lot of things. You know, I was, uh, I was reading somewhere where uh, they said that in the 19, prior to the 1970s, the size of uh, dinner plates, you know, the, the things that you eat on. Uh, that, they, that before the 1970s, prior to the 1970s, the average diameter of a dinner plate was nine inches. But by the 70s, it got bigger and, it, and the average da- diameter became 12 inches. Well, what do you think happened to the waistlines of Americans? It, it got bigger because they were putting more food on the plate, so there more space. That is what happens. That's called Parkinson's Law. It happens in money. It happens in work. Okay. You give your guys uh five hours to do the job, uh, to you know, to paint out a room, they take five hours. You give them eight hours, same room, they take eight. It's Parkinson's law. The amount of work expands to the amount of time given for it. That I think is is such a core like human tendency that. If we don't overcome that piece of it, then we're gonna have a lot of of problems. And and what Chris is here to talk about is how an intentional focus on just laying out the plan for cash flow, for job costing, for knowing what your just what your break-even is, that's how you overcome this emotional kind of you know, organic you know management of money where it's just it's actually just not working for you so i'm excited to have chris uh on the show again let's go ahead and bring chris on hey chris welcome to the show my man how are you doing
2: i'm good torlando how are you i'm doing good how are how are things out in st louis Things are great. Things are, the weather's not great. Um, But other than that, other, other things are great. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a fun time to be a St. Louis. And if you're a hockey fan right now, the blues are doing well. And uh, I'm excited for expo, man. You, you nailed the, the intro to expo pretty well. I I can't wait to get to Orlando, not just for the warmer temps, but for everything the PCA is working on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's, that's certainly exciting. Glad, uh, glad the hockey team's doing well. Uh, last night the football team uh, fared all right, uh, yep. so so you guys got some good stuff going for you, and and you um, you were also telling me that you have been doing some uh, some business masterminds, yeah. uh, with some contractors. How that how's that been going?
2: It's honestly been going really well. Um, it's it's funny, US, that we we piloted this kind of philosophy in early of twenty twenty one. Um, honestly stemmed from the 2020 expo we had in orleans or in arizona mm-hmm. uh, seeing the collaboration over competition light bulbs go off in a lot of people mm-hmm. and uh, we finally got to a spot where we wanted to start test piloting a little bit and uh, the value the feedback everything has just been 10 out of 10 amazing um and awesome. you know we we do it in a way that um, people are, are open to it. We put people together that are like-minded in size and, you know, um, business model, whether they use subcontractors or employees and all the different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's really cool to see. Um, so we've launched a handful of new groups here and, um, uh, it's, it's exciting. I think there's a lot of value in it. And, uh, again, the feedback we've gotten from it just propels us to keep going and searching for more people that want to plug into these groups, um, and mastermind together to really help elevate everybody's business. Right. Yeah. Um, one group, we're talking a lot of stuff about SOPs and having, you know, job descriptions written out. And it's been super cool that they're all sharing their documents with each other, yeah, and yeah. learning from it and stuff. And uh, it's just been really fun to watch all that take shape.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I, I imagine that, you know, some of the conversations that you're having, and especially in those conversations that you have one-on-one with contractors, um, that the cat the topic of the cash crunch kind of comes on. Um, real. and, and a lot of, it is real and and especially, you know, this time of year where, uh, you know, we just can't work outside and, uh, you know, what, what are some of the pain points that contractors talk about when they're discussing managing the finances?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think probably the biggest one, and, and this will, you know, kind of resonate with the personal finances too. You mentioned in the intro, um, it's, it's living paycheck to paycheck in your business, mm-hmm. right? The, the two to three days before Payroll Friday gets real for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think it's just, you know, not managing their finances tightly enough and really having a good, accurate understanding of what's going on um, and always feeling that crunch that really puts a lot of stress on people's plate. Right. And yeah. if they feel great for 10 or 12 days and then guess what, two to three days before payroll stressing all over again. Um, so I think that's really the biggest thing is just not doing a couple little simple things that they can do to help get ahead Mm -hmm. to where that payroll Friday isn't or that week of payroll isn't so stressful.
1: Yeah. So, you know, in the intro, I mentioned that there's the, you know, the make more spend more fallacy. Um, but what other, (laughs) what other things are kind of standing in the way of being able to build up that runway so that you're not Living paycheck to paycheck
2: yeah, I think one of the biggest things um, is I see a lot of contractors they take deposits for future jobs and they just spend it into mm. their business into their cash flow yeah. uh, and so that's one thing that we really recommend a lot of people if they're able to and and again, if you're in that habit, it's going to take you some time, right? Just yeah. slowly wean yourself away. Um, but once you do that, I think having that cash cushion there to just putting your deposits aside in a separate account Mm. until the job started, Mm -hmm. um, really helps alleviate it. Right. Because you think about it, if you're living paycheck to paycheck in your business and you have all the deposits already spent, right. The deposit for the job you're doing today was spent two months ago on payroll. Yeah. Right. Well really when that job gets done, you're only collecting 75%, 50% depending on what you take for a deposit. Yeah. Um, of that. And so I think that's where people feel a lot of that strain. And again, it's a lot of bad habits. It's a lot of things that kind of unintentionally happen. But I think if you can kind of break that cycle, that's been one of the biggest things we've seen for people. And more importantly, when you get the system down, there's still going to be a time where you're waiting on a $10,000 check and you can't get it until the money yeah. after payroll, right? Yeah. So yeah. now you at least have a cash cushion on the side that you can transfer money out of to cover your payroll and then, as right. soon as you get that check on Monday, then you transfer that money back into that account, right? So it yeah, takes a little bit of discipline.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know exactly but, what you're talking about because I I used to run into that all the time. I I that that was a huge mistake uh, that I had. And you're absolutely right. You spend you know you spend all the you know all the all the gross profit uh, before yeah. the job is complete, and then once the job comes in, um, you know there's there's no money. There's no extra money. Right. It yeah. all has to go towards paying for the job itself. Much. Um, yeah. So that's that's a really excellent point. And um, yeah, and I can tell you that, um, you know, in the past, uh, oh, you know, few years you know since getting back into a little side contracting that I have, um, that's been that was one of the first things I was like, you know, we're not we're not getting into that trap again. Uh, that money is not our money. We will hold it. In a in a little savings account marked yep. deposits, and yep. we're not touching that. That's not ours until the job begins. And that's been a, that's been a huge. Uh, awesome. uh, yeah, it's been really good. It gives you that yep. cushion, is the thing.
2: Well, well, and I think a lot of it is the mindset too. Of you know, I always tell people when we have this conversation, I'm like, "What if something happens and every single one of your jobs cancels on you tomorrow, and you have to refund their deposits?" And they're like, "Well, that's not going to happen." And I'm like. Sure that's not the point, right? Like the odds of that happening are like very, very slim, Yeah. but that's the the mindset you have to have. Like you said, right? Like that's not our money. Like if somebody cancels, we need to refund that. Right. So I think just having that put aside, like you said, it just, it it helps alleviate some of that stress. Um, And again, it'll take time. um, But I think that that can be that can be one. Um, I, I'd say another big one. I, I kind of thought about this as we were talking through it. I, I would put this side by side with the deposit thing. Um, just not saving for taxes, mm. right? Mm-hmm. We're what is up? Oh, IRS is e-file date open today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be a lot of stressed out contractors in the next three months, yeah, um, because they're getting their tax bill. They have no clue, right? They haven't done any tax planning. They have no clue what to expect. Um, and again, this isn't everybody, obviously, but a majority of yeah. them are going to be stressing out the next three months on how to come up with five, six, $10,000 to cover their tax bill. Um, and so that's, again, something else, a little simple system we put in place, Mm -hmm. put a percentage aside of every job once it's completed. Yeah. I don't care if it's 5%, whatever makes sense for you. Um, and just do that little thing, man. Yeah.
1: And that one in particular is so tough because the, you know, our tax system is, is complicated. You know, it's, it's really,
2: it's not easy.
1: (laughs) Well, no, it's not, Chris. Okay, maybe it's easy for you, but it's not for no, me. It's not.
2: <laughs> it's not. I just thankfully have a very good friend of mine that's in a, a tax attorney that reads all the yeah. you know ten thousand page bills and just deciphers it to me. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because it because it really isn't. I mean, it really isn't as simple as you know taking a certain percentage. Um, you um, know, there's you know, I mean, there's you, you got to look at your PL, You got to look yeah. at. Your your projected uh, your projected profit that puts you in a certain tax bracket on and on and on it's not that easy um, right. and then and then you start to think about the different deductions I mean it's just not easy
2: no it's not and and I think a big piece of that goes into you know that's why I say like I think that percentage of putting money aside goes from five percent of revenue to twenty percent of revenue mm-hmm. based on a ton of factors right. I'm going to to be like, Hey, I'm happy to try to get a little bit more honed in on this with you and stuff. But like, you know, it depends based on, do you have a spouse? Do they work? Do they Mm -hmm. have taxes withheld? Are they having the max amount of taxes withheld or the least amount withheld? Right. Right. And how many dependents do you have? Like there's so many things on a personal side that go into how much you end up paying in your business taxes, right? Right. What's the, what's the structure of your company? Are you a sole proprietor and LLC that it just flows through? Right are you set up as an S corporation or or like partnerships? It's like, there's so many things that go into that. And that's why I tell people like talk to a tax professional, talk to somebody and do some planning. Like I already know I'm going to say within 1% how much money we're going to owe or get a refund on here this year, because Mm -hmm. I sit down quarterly and tax plan. Right. Like, Oh, here's what we're projecting. Okay. Hey, we actually made more money in these few months, like, you know, and just updating stuff. Yeah. I'm like, you should never be surprised in the springtime. Yeah. Um, And most people don't know that you can actually dictate what your refund or pay looks like based on what you do throughout the year.
1: Totally. Totally. And I think a good tax planner knows that their job is to find more savings than they cost.
2: Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, and I always ask it like this, like, would you pay, I'm just going to say a number here, $2,000 to get $5,000 back? Yeah, no, like you're gonna yeah. come out three thousand dollars ahead, right? Yeah, like so, yeah. Most tax, a, a good tax strategist, a good tax planner will, you know, save you more money than what you're gonna pay them for whatever the cost is. I just literally made that number up. Yeah, right? totally. Um, you know, I think that that's definitely something. No, nowhere to invest into things at, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, when, when we get to Expo, you're going to you got a couple of, uh, you know, major talking points that you want to cover. Yep. And this is going to be a little bit more workshop style, right? Like they're going to yep. be able to leave with something tangible.
2: Yes. Yes. That's one thing I, I'm excited about how we put this together is um, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Nobody wants to listen to me talk for 50 minutes straight. Right. And lecture to you about your finances. Um, If you do call me and we can have a one-on-one conversation, but you're probably in the minority of people there. So <laughs> um, listen to our podcast. You can hear my voice on that enough. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I'm excited about that because, you know, I think it, it, anything like, like an expo convention, right. You go there, you get so much great information consumed. I mean, I've, I saw the speaker lineup last week, like, I am stinking pumped for expo Yeah, and everybody that's going to be there. It's going to be awesome. And there's going to be a ton of content you're going to leave there with and you're going to go home and you're not going to know where to start. Right. And so the whole goal of of our talk is really to help at least get you started on things. There'll be some more stuff you can go through and do and, and take it to the next level later on. But I want people to be walking out of the room that day on Wednesday with already knowing some of these things and then right. they just have to implement it on a daily basis. Right. So, um, uh, I, I feel like that's very valuable when you can kind of start people, when you start people along the process, they're more likely to go forward with it than just giving them the information and hoping they implement it.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, let's talk about, let's just, let's just give a little peek into some of these, uh, some of these topics here. Yeah. So let's talk about cash flow. Okay. Uh, this one, Chris, I feel like, and, and I've said this so, you know, people are going to be like, oh, here, here to Orlando goes again on, on cash flow. There, there are three levels of understanding business finances, in my opinion. The yeah. first level is revenue. You know, most right. people understand revenue. And they, and they you know, and I, I'll never forget going to the first expo and you had these, these guys walking around. Oh, I do two million. I do three million, blah, 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 blah. They had a solid grasp of, yeah, they're selling a lot of paint jobs. But you never really quite understood how much of that they were keeping. You know, like it's it's like, sure, great. You you're doing two million. But if you're if you're spending two point one million a year, then you're no better off than the the one guy show who's who's uh, producing 80, you know, by himself himself and, you know, keeping, uh, you know, 60 of it or whatever or more probably usually more. Yeah. So. Uh, so there's that there's there's yes. this idea of like, OK, great revenue, then right. it's like, OK, well, but your bottom line, that's really that's really what matters, you know. So who cares about the top line? Uh, okay. You know, like if, if your bottom line is great and you got good profit, then 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 great. Uh, but my feeling is that there's a third level, a third layer of, of intelligence, financial intelligence. And that's the cash flow because it's possible and quite and and quite frankly, it is common for people to be profitable, but have horrible cash flow. And you you look at the end of the year and you think that was my profit. Where is the money in the bank? It's not there. On paper, I'm profitable, but the money is not there. That's cash flow. So tell me. Tell me about cash
2: flow. Oh my gosh. Where do I even start with after that? Um, I love the three levels. That's so true. And, you know, I I feel like this is going to sound wrong, but I'm going to say it anyways. Like the humble people are worried about the second and the third level, right? A lot of people that are just focused on the revenue, which is they just want to go grow and do whatever it takes to grow. And oftentimes that doesn't always work out great. Not always the case, but... Um, but I really feel you hit the nail on the head on that because that's the number one call. You know, I would say 80% of our clients were very financially focused on, on what we do with them, right? Some people mm-hmm. we do general advising and just guidance with, we had a company here local to us that we're basically their CFO for them, mm-hmm. uh, because they just, they needed that at the time and it, it works out great. Um, and we're able to do that for them. And so that's the number one reason people reach out to us about finances though, is they're like. We did, let's just say 500 grand this year, right? Mm-hmm. And we got our profit and loss and we saw this number on there, but we don't know where that money went, right? Yeah. What happened with it? Um, and I wish I always could just be like, oh, it went here. Well, no, it's a lot of diving in and, and doing that. Um, and I think one big thing, one, one big mistake I see a lot of business owners make is they look at things on an after the fact basis, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the tax stuff we just talked about. Um, and they look at it on an annual basis right? Well, you know, as well as I do, you just said that our tax system is incredibly complicated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And in my mind, your profit and loss really doesn't tell me anything about your business. Mm -hmm. Personally, Um, I look at it on a monthly basis, and even on a biweekly basis and weekly basis. That tells me everything I need to know about your business. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because again, you can do two million dollars and even if you show a hundred and fifty thousand dollars profit on your net income statement, what did you actually make? What did you take home? Where did the rest of the money go? Right? Because there's yeah. things you're going to spend money on that don't go in your profit and loss. Right. Right. There is a thing called a balance sheet. Mm-hmm. That's kind of key to cash flow. Yeah. Um, and, and well, and to
1: spell this out for you know yeah. for our listeners, uh, taxes are not on your uh, PNL. Um, no. Your payments on debt are not on your PL. Nope. And your personal expenses are not in your PL. Right. And that's usually where your money's going.
2: Exactly. 110%. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's really a, a big mistake we see a lot of people make is they just, they're, you know, hey, here's my income statement. What do you notice? And I'm like, well, I can go through line by line and look at categories and if something's really a red flag or, hey, you're just spending, you know, a lot of things that doesn't make sense. But it doesn't tell me anything, right? It gives me the historical average of your business. Like, hey, what's your material cost? Okay, great, you're at twelve percent. Um, hey, mm-hmm. what's your labor cost? hey, you're at thirty-eight percent. Fantastic. Like whatever it is, but it doesn't really give me the nitty gritty of where does the money go, right? Because, right. like you said, the tax is all the other things. So, you know, I think that the cash flow is a big thing. I think another piece of that is the receivable, like the receivables and payables, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. where I, I talk about for kind of projecting out your cash flow. Yes. Is, most people look at their bank account and they say, Hey, we've got 20 grand in there. Fantastic. What they don't realize is they owe Sherwin Williams 7,000. They've mm-hmm. got payroll on Friday, which is going to be 10,000. And then they're withholding in taxes that'll hit the following yep. week. However, that's set up with your payroll provider. Um, and you know, Oh, Hey, you need to pay yourself on Friday a distribution too. It's right. like, there's no, they just say, Hey, we got 20 grand. We're doing okay. And they don't stop and really think. And so, what well, we've found, and again, I love what you said earlier, like, we make this as simple as possible for people. There might be one or two people I've already lost just in the 20 minutes we've been talking. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But we want to make it as simple as possible for people. And, you know, I think a big piece of that is if you just start to, to work and know your numbers and how things flow through your company over two months, that's going to help you get a more and more tuned like reality wise with your finances than anything else. Cause you're going to see every dollar and cent coming in, going out, what's upcoming, your month, your upcoming payments, expenses, all those things. Um, and I think it just understanding the way it works. Most people don't ever take the time to understand how it works. It's just right. money in money out. That's right. all that, you know, that they know. So I think we really try to just help simplify it for people and help them see the way the dollars and cents are moving through the company.
1: Yeah, that's uh that's that, those are all excellent points. I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I I have a hard time not doing that on a personal level. How much money do I have in the bank? Right. You know, and can I spend? I mean, actually, I've my personal finance, financial management strategy is built around that. Like, I don't even keep I don't keep a lot of money in my checking account. I put mm-hmm. it all into my <laughs> savings and I only yep. keep the amount that I'm allowed to spend between Paychecks. That's all I keep yeah. in my checking account. That's Everything smart. else I put in because what do I do? I open, I turn, I open my bank app, and yeah. I say, "How much money do I got?" And then, yep. and then I go and spend it. You know, yep. like that's that's what I do. It's parking
2: so lot, like you said.
1: Oh yeah. So this idea of yeah, keeping keeping in mind that you do have accounts payable, you know, yep. bills that are co- going to come out. You yep. do have accounts receivable, which you know. P- there was a, on on the paint ed group today, there was a guy, you know, asking, how do I, how do I deal with somebody who, who isn't paying, you know, yeah. like there, there, you can't, you can't always account, you know, you might have the money coming, but until okay. you converge on the cash, uh, you know, it's, it's really hard to count that money as yours.
2: Yep. A hundred percent. I mean, there was one client we started working with, um, they were, Seventy thousand dollars in receivables, mm. and just to put that in perspective, it was about ten percent of what they did that year. That at one point they had outstanding payments from. Wow, and it was a miracle that they were able to weather through it. Yeah, <laughs> and we've completely turned things around, and it's never gotten above I don't think eighteen or twenty thousand since then. And usually yeah. it's been one big check or something. So, uh, but it, you're right. Like it's, and what I found with that anybody that's maybe struggled with that at times, right? Is you have to change the process on how you wrap up the jobs mm-hmm. and you have to set the expectations with customers. Yeah. Like if you really struggle with that, you need some sort of a better process. I can think of a hundred different ways to do it, but you need to change something in how you're finishing up jobs and setting expectations with clients two days before you're done mm-hmm. that, Hey, we're going to be done on Friday. Um, when can we do a walk through that day? Can you leave us a payment? You know, if you're not going to be home, like just have that conversation up front. And I think that would eliminate 80% of your receivables.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, this, this, uh, this one piece is, is something that I think you could do a whole session on. Oh,
2: a (laughs) hundred percent. It was so hard, so hard getting us into 50 minutes, like putting all this together to where I felt like we were giving people a lot of value. And trying to keep it within 50 minutes. Um, we'll see how that goes. I guess we'll find out in about six short weeks here. But Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, you've got 70 minutes. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you probably want to leave some room for Q&A. Yep. yep. Um, 10 minutes
2: for Q&A at least, if not yeah, a little more. Yeah. So. There you go.
1: So so the second piece of this is, is the job costing aspect. How does yes. that fit into um, cash flow?
2: Yeah. So I mean, I think a big piece of that is understanding, you know, how much where's all the money from the jobs go? Right. Yeah. If you're putting money aside for taxes, you gotta factor that into it. If, you know, what was your labor cost? What was your actual material cost, not what you estimated it to be? What did you actually spend at Sherwin Williams on materials, supplies, paint, all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just understanding that. And then seeing how that transitions through. So one mistake that we see people make, um, and we'll elaborate on this a lot more at Expo, is they they will, they will may job cost, right? And they say, hey, this month we did $50,000 worth of work and our profit was $27,000. We had a great month, right? Mm-hmm. But what they don't factor in, and this is where the cash flow comes into play off of the job costing, mm-hmm. is they don't factor in how much did they pay themselves, right? Yeah. Maybe you're a partnership. So you've got two salaries and two distributions, right? right. Um, maybe you've got $10,000 of monthly expenses in insurance and this loan and your you know all of these other fixed monthly costs, services, things you pay for. Um, like And then all of a sudden you realize like, hey, yeah, we made $27,000 off of our jobs this month, but our business really only made $2,000 right. after we paid ourselves and we paid the rest of our bills and whatever it is, right? So- so we use the job costing tool as a way to factor into what was the monthly cash flow of the business. Yeah. So job by job doesn't matter as much. It's good to know those numbers. Mm-hmm. And it's good to have that real time feedback to where you say, hey, I estimated 80 hours for this job and we did it in 104. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Was that an estimating issue? Right. Was it a production issue? Was it just something that happened that was kind of out of our control? We didn't notice at the estimate and just it sucked. It happened. We move on from it. Right. You can have that real time data and then that will transition through into your monthly cash flow.
1: Got it. Got it. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And then so the the ultimate goal here is to come to a point where um, you know what your break even is, but more than breaking even, we know what real profitability and real, uh, and, and strong cash flow looks like.
2: Yep. Yep. And I think that that's, you know, so, so we've set up our, our presentation to where we, again, we workshop it through people and we start kind of with begin with the end in mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually kind of reverse engineer these numbers. We have them workshop and go through things to where at the end of the presentation, every person in there can walk through, walk out of that room, knowing, hey, for me to make this X amount of dollars that I really ideally want to make in a given month to pay myself and with this much in monthly expenses, and these are our average margins, that means we need to do $50,000 a month in revenue to essentially break even on everything, right? Mm -hmm. And then obviously up that by about $5,000 because you want to have a little bit of a cushion each month. But ideally to say, hey, on any given month, unless we change, unless we reduce our expenses, we reduce the amount of you know money that, that we're taking out of the company as a business owner, um, or, you know, we can find ways to, to decrease our margins and labor and materials. We need to do $50,000 just to break even. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so everything that we do in this presentation, we want to kind of culminate to where every person in there can walk out of it saying, Hey, here's what we have to do. Right. And this is what for us goes back to simplifying your business. Right. right. Because, we just used in the 30 minutes we've been on here so many different financial terms that I guarantee a few people they don't like us right now to Orlando. I hate to say it, but they're like, I don't like these two guys. Well they now, need to listen. Exactly, important. exactly. They don't hopefully it's a hard truth, right? Like they're listening yeah. still, they just aren't enjoying what they're hearing, right? Because there's so many different aspects to managing your finances and it can get overwhelming. And yeah. so what I want people to know is if if there's one thing for you to focus on, right? Obviously, you know, you need to update your job costing. You need to like track your expenses and your cash flow. But if there's one focus for you to have, it should be on doing that revenue number, level one, mm-hmm. that will then take care of level two and three. Right. And I think we've seen that work with a handful of clients that yeah. think are kind of in that financial spot. They don't feel like they can get ahead. They're struggling with it. Then I'm like, hey, listen, you don't need to worry about this. This is the the reactive piece to your finances, right? Right. You need to worry about the top number and how you can get that done in a month that then will take care of everything else. Yeah. And the clients it. that we've seen that have actually went out intentionally focused on that and it, it, everything else always takes care of itself.
1: That's awesome. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Hey, Chris, what's the name of your um, your session?
2: Yep. Um, so it is, I believe it's called Financial Growth to Success.
1: Okay. Financial growth so, to success. Very good. Yeah. Yes, check that out. Wednesday
2: at 11 o'clock is what it's scheduled for right now.
1: Awesome. I didn't realize the actual schedule was out. So that's yes. good. Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: The schedule is out Wednesday at 11 o'clock is the, is the current um, schedule. I don't know if, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I don't know if it's out to the whole public or not. I don't believe it is. I think it's just out to those of us that yeah. are presenting. Um, so sorry.
1: Oh, you're not one <laughs>
2: everybody in charge of that, but, um, 11 o'clock on Wednesday. I know that's where I'll be at, at least unless something changes in the meantime.
1: That's awesome, Chris. Well, I'm so glad that you came on the show to talk about this really important topic. Um, thank you. And, uh, yeah, come down to Expo. Uh, that's March 2nd through the 4th. Chris is
2: speaking yes. on Wednesday. Thank you so much, yes. Chris. My pleasure, Torilando. Tor- and I will see Torlando Tor- in Orlando. Woo woo! <laughs>
1: All right. There was uh, Chris Moore uh, with Elite Business Advisors. Um, That's a really, the honest, you know, the honest truth there is that that is is an essential conversation. And in understanding that is, it's so critical because, you know, so many contractors start off in this business um, knowing how to wield a brush. And, you know, it seemed like, you know, it was such a great idea. Oh, my boss, you know, he's all he does is sip lemonade. And while I'm doing all the work, so I'm going to start, I'm going to go off on my own. And then you get into it and you realize now you're the one that looks like they're sipping lemonade. But guess what? You're not sipping lemonade. You're doing a lot of stuff, you're trying to keep the doors open. You're trying to keep cash coming in, and this conversation is critical to understanding um, understanding cash flow. So, very grateful to Chris for being on. Um, check him out, uh, Elite Business Advisors. Uh, you know, on this subject, um, you know, I do, I do have a book, by the way, and and I do talk a little bit about this in that book. So, I just want to you know, mention that it's out there. It's called Sprint. It's on Amazon, the scrum playbook for paint trade and craftsman professionals. Um, just go to Amazon.com and search for Torlando. To and again, if you want to listen to more episodes of Paint Ed, uh, download PCA Overdrive. There are so many great episodes there. And not just from me. You've got Zach Kenny. You've got uh, Chris. He's on there. You've got Nick Slavic. Um, a lot of great content uh, being produced by Chad and the team at PCA. Very grateful to the PCA and everything that they do. Um, so many great benefits. Another benefit, by the way, if you haven't heard, uh, we have benefits. We have a benefits package that you can offer to your team. That is so unique. It's so new. Not, I don't, I don't know of any trade associations right now that are uh, allowing their members to create healthcare packages for their team. Um, that, is, that is a PCA unique benefit. So go to PCAPaintEd.org and check that out. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show today. Um, it's been my pleasure. And this has been Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts are
0: produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners.